0: Well, good morning once again, church. I hope you're having a good day. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's about to get even better. There you go. Come on, somebody. I'm so excited that you're here today, and I'm so excited that we get to worship Jesus today and, and, uh, and, and worship together, and I'm so glad that we get to learn and open up the, the Bible and learn what it uh, says to us and how we can learn, uh, how, we can, how we can be be more like Jesus, not only on Sundays, but on Monday through Saturday. Come on. How many of y'all that sounds like a good idea? Come on! I'm so excited. Thank you, worship team, for being so awesome. Come on, let's give our worship team a big, huge hand! And uh, wow, we are in a uh, in a series here at uh, Bridge City Church here uh, entitled 40 Years." Now we are just celebrating. 40 years as a church and uh, many of you were at our celebration last week. Uh, we, we all got together, one church in one location. And, uh, and man, if you were not there, uh, man, you got to go back, uh, get on our website and listen to the message. I actually heard it twice last Sunday. I listened to it again because I want to be more like Jesus and I need all the word I can get. Come on, somebody. If you don't, just say amen. That's right for him. Come on, that's right. And, um, and so I listened to it again, and I'll probably listen to it again because I don't want to miss it. And Because I want you to catch this. We didn't just celebrate the last 40 years. That's, that's cool, and I, that's, that's all, we honor that. But really what 40 years is all about is we launched people last Sunday, we prayed over people and launched them into the next 40 years. I want you to catch this, this is really what happened. We launched people forward, and I was blown away. I was so blessed by how many people came forward and said they want to be a part of what God is doing over the next 40 years. Now, it was declared last week that I probably, I probably won't even be here in 40 years. I'm going to be in heaven, okay? And I'm, I'm good with that. That's where I plan on spending eternity. I don't know about you, but I'm going to spend eternity in heaven, and it's going to be a blast, Okay, and if you're not enrolled, you should get enrolled as soon as you can. Come on, somebody. And, um, and listen, but, but listen, we were launching people forward. And, and I was just so blessed by that. So what does it look like for a group of people to say, I want to be launched forward into the next 40 years to serve Jesus and make a difference in people's lives that I haven't even met yet? So what does that look like? And so I'm going to launch, I'm going to, I'm going to start today out of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. This is where we're launching every Sunday here. And then we're going to, then we're going to go to, to Ephesians here. And man, see, see God has not asked us to, to, like Christianity is not a spectator sport. Christianity is is it's a participation sport where everybody gets to participate. And 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 I, see, I don't know about you, I'm so glad that that the, the men and women of, of this church took a risk on me. Because it was a risk. But they were willing to take a risk on me. And and and, and God took a risk on me. As a matter of fact, He sent Jesus to leave heaven and come to earth for me before I, even, uh, before I could ever respond. God took a risk on me, and, and God took a risk on you. And so we're a people that we realize that if we want to grow, it's going to require a little bit of risk. It's going to require a little bit of faith. It's going to, to, going to require a little bit to go beyond what we feel is good in the natural here. And at, at Bridge City Church, we are never going to have a place where we've been there, done that. We're not going to have a place where I've been there, I've done that, I, oh, that's, I, I, that's over with. I, I used to do that, but now I don't do that. I want to let you know that, that we're having a conference this next week for the ladies, and you're going to hear how, ladies, you can um, respond and, and, and get registered for that. But the guys, we are going to get registered to serve in Jesus' name. I'm going to serve, not because I'm the pastor, but because, because I'm, I'm able, I'm faithful and able, and I'm going to go and serve. Not because I'm free on Saturday, because I can find a lot of things to fill my time. But I'm going to do it because I'm never going to get to a place where have been there, done that. Ah, that's good. I'm over with that time for somebody else to do that. Listen, I told you before, I'm going to tell you again. You will never outzeal me. I don't care how much younger you are than me. Come on, because I am going to burn hot for Jesus all the days of my life here on earth. Are you with me? I'm just getting going here. Come on. Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, you therefore my son. Isn't it interesting that whenever you in the Bible there's a consistent deal here where God sent his only begotten son to earth. And here the apostle Paul is sending his son, pastor Timothy to be responsible for the church in Ephesus here. Be strong in that grace, that means empowerment that is in Christ Jesus, the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trustees to faithful people who will be able to teach others. Yes. That's right. See, church isn't a place to show up. It's a place to grow up. See, this isn't just a place to show up. It's a place to grow up. It's a place to grow to your full potential here. And so if we're going to do that, i got to receive, and then i got to be willing to do it. i got to be willing to just put into practice what God wants me to do. i got to be willing to pass it on to somebody else. You know, that's why I'm filled with so much faith and I'm so encouraged by the people of this church. I'm so encouraged. What I see is, is phenomenal, what I see happening on so many levels here. And so here we have, we have a shift going on in, in, in the Bible. The apostle Paul is in jail waiting for his execution, and he's saying, Hey, Timothy, you better get this right. There's a generational shift happening, and so there's a generational shift that it's not Paul didn't say, Well, let me just teach you a few things. No, he's saying, listen, the things that you receive, make sure that you do them. Make sure you put into practice. Go out and get them done. And so Timothy was left in Ephesus. In the New Testament, in the Bible, there's a book in there called Ephesians. It was written to those in Ephesus. It was written probably about five years before Timothy was left in Ephesus to be the pastor. So therefore, Timothy was stepping in. Five years earlier, there was something instructed from the Apostle Paul. And and, and so Timothy had to not only say, I'm here. He had to look back and say, the things which are written in foundational, we have to continue to do. I want you to, you got to grab a hold of this. See, see, you may be here right now and you say, well, I haven't been here for the last 40 years. But there's some foundational things that are in the DNA and in there that we have to make sure that we hold fast to so that we can go forward. See, there's a link between this book in, in, in 2 Timothy and Ephesians. Now, I'm excited. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read a couple verses in chapter 2. But Ephesians chapter 4, I'm really, I'm really amped about this. Listen, October of 1988, I preached my first message here at this church, and it was out of Ephesians chapter 4. It's one of my favorite texts. It's one of my favorite little texts in here. And so, so, so I'm excited that I get to do it again. And I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Because it's a picture of Jesus' church. See, every Bridge City Church member can give glory to God when they, when they do these four things. What are we going to do? We gather people into the family of God. We grow to our full potential. We give sacrificially. And we go into our world. Because people always ask me, say, Pastor, what's, what's the secret sauce? What's the secret sauce to your church? I say, there's, there's not just one secret. We have four of them. Now, how many of you have ever been to a wedding in, in western Pennsylvania? How many of you have ever seen that thing they have, that, that beautiful, glorious thing? I'm not talking about the bride right now. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the cookie table. Come on, somebody. Yeah. See, how many of you all know you've been to enough weddings to know that not all cookie tables have been created equal? <laughs> Am I right or wrong? And I'm not talking about just quantity. I'm talking about quality. I'm talking about they may have, put, they may have used the same ingredients, but it doesn't taste the same. Come on. You know you got, a, you got a cookie in your mind right now that you thought it was going to be a certain way, and it didn't. They had, see, you can put all these ingredients together, but if you don't put them together just right, in the right proportion here, I'm telling you, it's not going to come out right. And we as a church, our mission is to put all of these things together. Not just gather in and have a nice little Sunday morning. Not, just to, not only just to help you grow, but we want to inconvenience you and help you grow. That's how you grow. You learn to give of yourself. I'm telling you, the, 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 the Jesus came to comfort the afflicted. And if you're afflicted, we want to comfort you. But he also came to afflict the comfortable. both sides of that. And so, so we put all four of these things together and we say, okay, we want to launch in all four of these things here. But, but and, and as I go to Ephesians chapter two, listen, 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 church is God's idea. I hear people tell me all the time in church and outside the church, people who've never been to church say, I just have no use for the church. I love Jesus, I love God, but I have no use for Jesus' church. And I'm like, really? Because see, I, I, grew up, I grew up knowing that you, you can't be a Christian without, without other people. Oh, I can get salvation all by myself. I can get my, my ticket to heaven. But for me to become more like Jesus, I need other people in my life. I need that. So, church is God's idea. It's not my idea. To be honest, I'm not smart enough to think of it. No, I'm thinking like it's, it, 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 in one sense, it's a mystery. In another sense, it's a practicality. But it's where our lives get joined together here. In, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, I, I just want to start with this concept here in Ephesians 2 19. So now you Gentiles, those people who are far from God, are no longer strangers and foreigners. You're citizens along with all God's holy people. You're members of God's... God's... Together we are His... Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus. We are carefully joined together in Him becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Check this out. We are joined together... In Him, right? right. You know, I mean, you've heard the saying: you, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family, right? <laughs> We's family. Come on, we're family. Amen. Come on, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. You know you have real family when they irritate you. <laughs> but you know you really have family when you irritate when they irritate you and you love them anyhow. Right? Right? Am I right? Because we're challenging one another. And so there's a couple words in here for the, for the church. It's a, it's a temple. It's a house. It's a family. In, in, in Ephesians 4, it's, it's the body of Christ. All these words together, somehow, they just kind of like, oh, they're just words out there. Rather than being the very thing that God wants to create with our lives. He wants us to be joined together in him joined together. That means connected all the way here. Yes. So let's fast forward to Ephesians 4 and in verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors, teachers. These are the gifts that he gave to the church. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work It build up the church, the body of Christ. So here we have what's referred to a lot as the fivefold ministry, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And now you know so there's a lot of scholars out there that say there's only four gifts. Pastor and teacher is one. I personally have experienced a lot of times in the in the church that pastor and teacher can be separate, but a pastor has to be able to teach. I'm not going to get all oh, wrapped up in the semantics. I'm just going to say if Jesus gave gifts, I I want I want one. And if he's given out five gifts, I want all five. Is anybody with me? And in a church, you need all five. I believe, and we believe here at Bridge City Church, that the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, all of those are still functioning in today's day and age. We believe in all of them. I believe that they're still here. I don't believe that some of them fell off and we kept others. I, I, this isn't, you can't multiple choice with the gifts that Jesus gives. Okay? And so, and so here we have, there's three actually three different sets of gifts in the Bible. There's, um, there's the, the God gifts, God the Father gifts, and then there's Holy Spirit gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. And then there's Jesus gifts. There's actually three sets of gifts. I want to let you know right now at Bridge City Church, we want all, we want all three sets of gifts. Come on. I want all of them. I want everything God has to get, offer. I want it all. I'm like that. And I want these, and, and so here we have the gifts that Jesus gives to the church. And here it is the gifts that, we, that He's given in the pastor and, and, and the apostle and the prophet, and I believe I believe in all of these. But let's look at what they're supposed to do. Number one, they're to equip, and we want to equip you to grow. And equip literally means making fit preparing, training, recovered wholeness. It means, come on, it, making fully qualified. It's as in you set a bone uh, that's broken in surgery. You know, when, when a bone gets broken, what, the, what, what happens is, is, you know, years ago, I broke my thumb right here. Broke my thumb right here. And, and, and what they did was, I And and everybody asked me, like, why why such a huge cast? Because the cast went up from the tip of my fingers, my whole thumb, and went up to about mid-forearm here. Well, why? Just this part's here. Why don't you just put a Band-Aid on it? A Band-Aid ain't going to fix that broken bone. Well, why don't you just wrap it real tight right there? You don't. You have to secure that joint to the one above it and the one below it. Do you know why I believe personally, why many people go years and years and years a part of Jesus' church? is because we're broken. I want to I let you in on something. You don't have a corner on the market of brokenness. We all came broken. Who didn't come broken? That's like bragging about your dysfunctional family. Who doesn't have one? We're all broken. We all have this. And I believe that many people never get fully healed because they never get secured to the adjo- to the joint above them and below them. And I believe we never get the fullness and we never get prepared and equipped and released to what God wants us to do because we never we never just we never put ourselves in a place where other people can help minister to us. See, many people say, well, I don't need other people. I'm broken. I'll just get connected to Jesus. He's the head. When I broke my thumb, they didn't just connect me to the head. They didn't just get a bunch of duct tape and wrap it around my head. How many of y'all know that would that just wouldn't work? Right? This is what many, this is what it's like. I, I just need Jesus I just need Jesus in my life. This is what, you, this is what you're doing. You're saying, I'm, I'm going to bypass those people around me and I'm just going to go straight to the head. Or, I don't like the people around me. I like the people on the other arm. I like the bicep. I'm going to get connected over there. How many of y'all know you, you, you're not going to do much like this and you'll never get fully healed? That's good. See, It's not your worth that's at stake, it's your growth. It's our growth. But when a bone gets fully healed properly and fully, because of the calcification, it will become stronger if it's healed fully and properly. How many of y'all would like to be stronger than the brokenness that you had in your life? We got to get secured in connections and relationships right around us here. So, part of the role of the church is not so that the man of God prays for you and heals you, it's so that the man of God's hearing about the people in your life that are praying around you and healing you. That's the strength. See, that's a supernatural people, that's a supernatural church. It's not the man of God or the woman of God, it's the people of God. That's the strength here. That's why, listen, groups, and if you're in a group yet, we have just under 100 people uh, signed up for a group. Just under 100. We had, we had 88 people in a group this past week. 88 people were in a group. And I want to let you know that this is the first time that we actually, and praise God, this is a praise report, we actually have more leaders than we people to join a group. We're prepared for hold, we're prepared to bring healing and, fo- and wholeness. We are prepared to do this. Church, you should give yourself a hand. No, I'm serious. See, see, th- th- see it's, it's not about how many people we can bring here on Sunday morning and put into a room. Because if all we wanted was more people in the room, this is what we'd do. We'd say, we're just going to give out $25 to everybody who comes in a gas cart. And everybody would come and they would endure my preaching just to get a gas car. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I would too. <laughs> but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to get connected and healed and joined together. And so if you, if you would like to get yourself a group and start, start on your pathway to healing and wholeness, then you've got you to run back to connection point back in the back left there and say, you've got to get me a group or I'm going to find another church. Um, we'll find you a group. Because this is what we want for you. you gotta, You got to hear this. It's your wholeness. It's the fullness of God. It's these things that we really truly need. Why? Because we want to do work. That, that, that verse there, equip people to do work. I am so glad I'm not the minister at this church. I'm not the minister. matter of fact, at our church, Bridge City Church, we don't have such a thing as clergy and laity. All I know is laity sounds like lazity, and I don't even I don't know. I'm not sure what clergy is. No, I'm serious. I've been trying to figure it out. No, we don't have that. As a matter of fact, at, at, at this church, I want to let you know we we don't even have volunteers. We have servants. No, I want you to catch that. We have servants. I'm here to serve Jesus. See, when I volunteer, it's based on my time, my schedule, what I can do, and how it's going to benefit me. When I serve God, it becomes all about him. It becomes, I want to please the almighty God, the creator of the universe, the one who's faithful, the one who's good. Am I right? Am I right? See, I, would, I, would, I, would, I don't want to belittle you and call you a volunteer. I would rather refer to you as a minister of the gospel. A minister. Somebody equipped to bring healing to others. Wasn't that what you'd like to be? That's what we all are. Everybody who serves. is ministers. Given a gift from God. And I'm going to use it to serve God. At the end of the day, because he's gonna ask me about it. That's, that's what we want. That's what we're looking here, looking for here. To bring healing in wholeness, in fullness. But the problem is that sometimes we just want to feel good rather than get what we really need. I I I have the same, I have the same thing. I um this last summer um I I, I hurt hurt my one leg worse than the other, my heel, and um, then both heels were hurting. Uh, they both were, I mean, it was like painful to walk. I could barely walk, and, um, and I knew there was a problem, and so, um, and, and so I did what anybody would do. I just did nothing. I just said, God, you're going to have to do something, and so then after the pain gets bad enough, how, how many of y'all know when the pain gets bad enough, you ask questions? Yeah. <laughs> And so the pain got bad enough, and I was asking questions, and um, and here I had this bad uh, plantar fasciitis in the bottom of my foot. I mean, oh boy, it was just killing me all the way up the back of my leg. It was hurting, and so I went and, um, and, and, and went to the doctor, and they gave me these real little cushiony heel supports. And oh, when I put them in, I was like, oh, they just felt so good. So oh, oh I feel like I can dance again. And they were, they were cushioning. But then, I, I, I went, to, went to Gavin, and he has history, and working for years and years with bones and things, and he, and he told me about that, and this is what he told me. He said, if you use that, he says, it's not going to fix the problem. It's just going to make you feel good. And so, you know, I told him, what's wrong with feeling good? Come on, somebody, right? No, and what, what he said was, you you got to get the right thing in your shoe if it's going to heal if it's going to really, really do proper, He says, right now all you're doing is just making it feel good rather than helping the problem get better. And so I had to go to the store I, and, 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 and I got the right thing in there and it didn't feel right because it hurt at first. But the longer I used it, the better off I was, and now I'm restored. I can play again. Now, now it's still a little bit sore. It reminds me it's there every now and then. But I'm back to playing. I'm back to doing what I need to do. Why? Because I didn't just want comfort. I wanted to get better and whole and healed. And many times in my life, I'm serious. I just want to feel good rather than I want healed. And I want to do what's easy rather than do, do and, and, and what's just, what's fast and expedient for me rather than what really brings wholeness to my life. And wholeness is going to be uncomfortable, it's going to be inconvenient, and it hurt a little bit. And it stretched my foot out. And they said, You got to stretch. And then, then I went to the doctor and they said, You got to do this and got to do that. And it's like, Okay, but if I, when I do everything I was told to do, I'm getting restored, I'm growing now. And, and, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is what we do with our spiritual lives. We just soothe the pain rather than say, I'm going to get myself healed. That's good. That's good. I want to grow. Like today, when you, we were invited during praise and worship to do, to go beyond what feels good, to go beyond our comfort zone. I have never grown in my comfort zone. I have never once grown in my comfort zone. It's what it's my comfort zone. So it's what I feel like I can do. It's not where faith lives. And I'm so thankful that this church, over 40 years, they've continually invited me to do things I could never do on my own. No, I'm serious. And, 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 and test my faithfulness all throughout. And that's what happened all the time. And I'm still there. Why? Because I want my faith to grow. Come on, do you want your faith to grow, church? If you want your faith to grow, you got to do something different than you did before. you got to do something different than just just like, I'm just going to coast. I'm just going to kind of do what feels good. I'm doing okay. I don't know about you. I don't want to stand before God at the end of my days and say, I did okay. (laughs) How many of y'all want that? It's like, I did all right. I don't, know what, I don't know what Jesus is getting all fussed up over. I'm all right. You can look at the person and say, he's getting all fussed up. I did okay. Never let it be said I didn't do the least I could do. Are you with me? So our growth, and, 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 and like, let me just give you a picture. Like, Why do we do this thing called victory and freedom? It's a one-day event, and, and it's coming up, and it's, it's designed to get me victory over my past so I can live with freedom into my future. It's a one-day event from very early in the morning till, till late at night, and it's designed so that I can deal with the, the things that accumulate in my life. Listen, I got lots of stuff that accumulates in my life. I am going this time. I'm going. I'm going to be there. Not... I may, I may minister a little bit, but I'm there because I need to be there. I'm not afraid to say, I need to be there. And I'm inviting you to need to be there. No, so, and I'm I well, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. Well, if you head back to the connection point and say, could you just give me a schedule of what's going to happen there? And they'll give, they'll give you one. I don't know what I'm going to eat for dinner. Okay, we'll tell you what you're going to eat for dinner. I don't, you know, we'll do whatever it takes. No, I'm serious. See, it's not my worth, it's my growth that's at stake. That's good. Are you with me? Equipping people to do the work of the ministry. Psalm 133, a great, great psalm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony, in unitedness. Yeah, it's precious as the anointing oil that flows, that pours over Aaron's head and ran down his beard. And so the head, I believe, is the body of Christ. That's Jesus. And his beard, the maturity. I believe beards symbolically in the Bible are maturity. And then it hits the shoulders, which I believe is government. That's what I believe the body is. The, The government shall be upon his shoulders. And Isaiah, it tells us that. And so the anointing comes from Jesus. It runs down maturity. It hits here, and, and it's refreshing, and it's there that God pronounces, actually commands a blessing. I don't know about you. I want to be in a place where God is commanding a blessing. Are you getting a picture of this? See, I believe that many of us, we don't have the fullness of anointing. That's a fancy way to see to say that God's presence and evidence on your life, that's, a, that's what that really means. I'm going to just overgeneralize there. And I, don't believe, I believe we don't have it because we're not connected in an alignment with his body. Because when I'm in alignment with him, the anointing comes from the head, Jesus, runs down over maturity, faithfulness proven, hits the shoulders, the government, and then runs to the rest of the body. Man, I don't, want to be, I don't want to be in a place where God says, oh, bless them already. They've outlasted me. Just bless them. Ugh. What am I going to do with them? Just bless them. No, I want to be in a place where like, oh, Jesus is standing up at his throne saying, Dad, we got to bless them. Bless them. Give them the fullness of God. Isn't that the place you'd like to be? It's when I am in alignment to the head, and I believe that's the anointing of God. Come on. I'm excited about this. It's not where I get all of me, but it's, it's, it's where, I, where I get to experience him. And where do I experience him? At Bridge City Church, we experience family and anointing and training. We experience that in groups and in teams. That's right, we gotta get you into a group and into a team and that's why I'm asking you to take your next step. Many people came forward last week and you committed to be a part and I'm just asking you, if you didn't, you can still commit to be a part. Why do we want you to be a part? So that you can be an active and growing part because there's no such thing as an inactive part. I'm thankful that all, I'm thankful for my, I'm not even sure exactly what my liver's doing right now but I'm so thankful what's doing it. Are you with me? Yeah. I'm so thankful that that, that my kidneys are working right now. Come on. I'm so thankful that that everything's working. Come on. The body of Christ working. There's no such thing about being inactive. It's about being active, and this is what, what we want for you. And so how long do we have to do this? Glad you asked. Verse 13, this will continue Pastor, how long are you going to preach like this? This will continue. This is going to continue until we all, how many? Until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I don't think that's happened yet. (laughs) How many of y'all are with me? How many of y'all? Just a thought. So we're going to continue. We're going to continue and continue and continue, and we're not going to stop. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Oh my goodness, if there was ever a day and age that this is true. Are you listening to what I'm listening to? There is so much stuff out there, I'm telling you. It's crazy. And we live in a crazy world right now. We really do. I mean, it, it, nothing's safe. I mean, just last night at Kennywood, gun, guns going fire, shots fired. People getting shot at Kennywood. What's going on? See, this stuff affects us, and we, we listen to it, and it, can, and it can draw our eyesight down rather than eyesight up to where our help truly comes from. Our help comes from the Lord. Amen. Are you with me? Do you live in the same world I live in? i got to keep the right thing before my eyes and keep my eyes focused on the right place or else I'm going to get focused on everything of the world and I'm just going to stay in my stuff and stay in my my routines here because I want to be mature. I want to be complete, sound, whole. Stability and standards create maturity. I'm going to be stable and I'm going to have the standards of the Word of God. I'm going to lose myself in all of these things. I'm going to lose myself. You see, that's what unity is. It's such unitedness and it's such oneness that you lose your, who you are for the betterment of the whole. How many of y'all like chocolate chip cookies? How many of y'all like really good ones? I am so thankful when I, 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 I don't know exactly what's in them. But I know it's been put in there just right. And every part has lost its identity for the sake of the whole. Are you with me now? Come on. Come on. You you ate that cookie at the wedding and you said, man, it has too much flour. You never even cooked a cookie a day in your life, but you know it has something wrong. Right? Come on. I want a cookie that has real butter, but I don't want chunks of butter. I want to melt it melted all throughout. I want me dark chocolate chips in that cookie. I want it not too crunchy, but I want it just chewy enough. Come on. How many of y'all getting hungry right about now? Mm-hmm. But you got something in your mind. Every part has to die to itself and lose its identity amongst the whole, so that it becomes useful. That's what we're talking about. That's what this is about here. Verses 15 and 16. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Amen. Come on. Amen. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who's the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, and growing, full of love. I'm going to say something I believe. I don't have proof text. This is just my thought about something here. Just, just a thought. I believe that one of the reasons, not the, one of the reasons we as Jesus' church, Big C Church, not just our local church here, but the Big C Church has lost its influence on culture in our society, and we are no longer able to speak the truth in love into our society is because we're not speaking it inside first. How can I go outside these walls and confront what's going on In truth and love, truth and grace. That's what Jesus was full of in John chapter 1. So we need truth, but we need love and we need grace. You can use those. I'm going to use them interchangeably here. You all good? How can I go into this world and do that to my friends and my coworkers and and love them into, into the seats next to you if we can't do that right here, right now? We need to do it right here we got to get good at that now, here, you and me. So that when we leave here, and we're able to speak truth and love to those around us, at work, sitting at soccer games, sitting at football games, doing all these things, we can confront and love people into the kingdom of God. And so that we're not just going to be healthy here, we're going to be growing healthy and growing. That means we want health here, but we, 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 we expect to grow because healthy things grow. Growing things change. Changing things multiply. Right? So that's what we expect. But we got to speak the truth in love, right? Love people enough. Hey, we got we to gotta connect here so that we can go into our world and love people. I'm just so thankful that um, I, 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 w- I was at the pit game yesterday and there's just people that sat, sit all around us and, and, and um, I'm just so thankful. Been talking to them about Jesus and just in, they're, they're, they're watching online now and they're asking questions about the church and they all knew it was the church's 40th anniversary. they're talking about it. I'm just loving it. I'm like, see, you came for a football game. But I came to, while I'm at a football game, I'm I'm, I'm just just gonna be who I am and share Jesus. Because I want to be healthy and growing. Right? So as we grow, there's three types of growth. And you gotta ask yourself which one you wanna be. There's a growth that increases strength. That's called muscle. There's a growth that decreases strength, and that's called fat. And there's this growth that steals from the body. That's called cancer. There's three types of growth. Even in Jesus' church, the body of Christ. we got to ask ourselves which type we want to be. The reason we do what we do as a church, because it's God's idea, and we want to add strength So which one of these do you want to be? You want to add strength? Then it's an active growing part. I want to add to what's going on. I want to be a giver, not a taker. I don't just want to be a consumer. I want to be a contributor. I believe I'm in a room full of people of contributors. That's what I believe. I believe in you. I believe God has put exactly what he wants in this room at this point in time to accomplish what he wants to do. How many of y'all believe that? Come on, I believe that with all my being. I believe in you but I don't I I, I don't want to add the other two I don't know about you but it it's a lot easier to gain weight than it is to lose it. yeah I can gain a couple pounds after one pit game Jesus but I'm doing it all for the Lord Now, I got it. My Monday through Saturday needs to change. You can't be following me. Would you stand to your feet with me? I don't know where you are with the Lord right now. I don't know where you are with God right now, but I just want to say this I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You came to the right place at the right time. And I want to ask you a serious question. Hey, you're going, to be in, you're going to be invited to participate in all kinds of opportunities in just a second, just a moment. But right now, I want to ask you, are you really a part of the family of God? I mean, are you a part of God's family? Have you been born into the family of God? Not born with flesh and blood, but born of the Spirit. How do we do that? What happens is, is we say, God, I am sorry for I've missed a mark. I've sinned in my life. I've missed the mark. I'm not a part of your family. But God, I want to be a part of your family. So I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And I ask you now to lead me into my future. God doesn't just want to forgive you of your sin and leave you there. He wants to take you into your future with victory and hope and freedom. This is a great deal. God gets all your stuff and we get him. Wow. Wow. And if that's you today you don't have a date or a time or a moment or a season when you became a follower of Jesus, I want to offer you today. I want to offer you right now in this moment. And if that's you and you don't have a date or a time, you're saying, I want to become a follower of Jesus, not just a believer in, but a follower. I want to be a part of the family of God. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would move in this place right now and on every heart and every mind and every, every thought, every, every soul, every person that's here right now, God. Lord, God, every person in here that might be even be questioning whether they really are a part of the family or they're, they're thinking through, they're not sure, and they're like, God, there's a struggle and there's a, there's a tension right now. God, I pray that you would win. And I pray for victory for every person to become a child of God. And if that's you today, you're saying, I want to be part of the family of God. I want Jesus to forgive me of my past. Be the leader of my future. I want Jesus to come in to my heart and my life right now. I just want you just right now, real, real joyfully. Just slip up your hand right where you say, Pastor, that's me. I got that gotta be me today. Anybody here today, anybody at all. Just slip up your hand. I going to pray for you right where you are. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you so much. God, I thank you, Father. Thank you for every person here that belongs to you. Lord God, I thank you, Jesus. God, for every person, Lord. And God, I pray, Father, that next week and a week after and a week after that, there's gonna be so many people becoming part of the family of God. Lord God, so many people that we we can't even take them all in, Lord God. Lord God, let Bridge City Church Continue to be a place that gives you glory through our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you glad you came to church today? Let's give God a great big hand. Come on, God, we thank you, Lord. Amen. You could be seated. Jared and Brandy, come on up.